Okay. Hey, Sports Dev Series. Welcome. Um, we're abroad up in Nigeria. Now we've traveled back to the United States and uh, we got a special guest here, uh, kind of like uh, one of the older teammates when I used to play ball. Um, but um, we got Vic Penn in the house, who's also the owner and founder of uh, Virtual QB Training with Vic Penn. Um, it's a pleasure having him. Uh, before I get started, this podcast is brought to you by Arewa Baobab, which sells Baobab fruit powder, uh, packed with vitamin C, antioxidants, calcium, magnesium, uh, potassium, and it's great for your immune system. Also, is great as a great electrolyte. You can check them out on arewabaobab.com. Okay, Vic, thank you, my brother, for joining us. Thanks for your time. Thanks for coming in. Um, this is for most people don't know this, you know, I, I played college football with uh, Vic Penn um, in 1999. He had a stellar season and which was ripping teams across the board. Uh, and, and now he runs um, virtual QB. It's a virtual quarterback program where he trains and tries to develop the minds of quarterbacks. Um, he believes quarterback development is more uh, mental than it is physical. So I'll let him talk about that some more, but pleasure having you, man. I, and, and, and I've been following your work, um, on social media. I think you're doing a lot of really good stuff and, um, I'll, I'll let you kind of go ahead and well, sure. what, what, what was the idea behind uh, virtual QB training? Well, thank you. It's, it's great to be here and thank you for having me. Um, the virtual QB training, actually, it's a funny story because I was, when the, when the COVID, uh, came about last year and we had those lockdowns, I was in a gas station and the attendant, the clerk was telling the other clerk that she had a doctor's appointment later and couldn't work, but that it, the doctor was going to be conducting this exam virtually. And I didn't think of it right away, but about an hour later I said, hang on a second. If a doctor can meet with a patient virtually, I'm pretty sure I can train a quarterback virtually. And I, you know, I, I started thinking and I uh, was blessed uh, during my college football days and my high school football days to have played for some really prominent and successful college uh, offensive minds, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, John Reeves was my was my quarterback coach at University of South Carolina, and he was actually the leading NCAA passer for many, many years. He was a Florida Gator quarterback in the 70s. Uh, he was the all-time leading NCAA passer for many years until I think Danny Werfel actually beat him, uh, uh, you know, another Gator. Um, but uh, coming to uh, UCF and playing for Coach uh, Mike Kruzak was eye-opening to me, and he really taught the game to me uh, differently than other coaches had in the past. Uh, he put a lot of, uh, you know, pressure on the quarterback to be able to read defenses at the line of scrimmage, very similar to the way we saw Peyton Manning play, where he would come up to the line of scrimmage and based off of a key indicator here or there, usually one guy would give it away they may look like they're lining up in a cover three, for example, but then at the snap of the ball, they drop into a cover two or, you know, certain things will happen, you know, during a football game. But the quarterback at uh, the way he taught it was was never caught off guard, really. Uh, 
based off pre-snap indicators, we're able to tell what they were going to be in post-snap of the football. Therefore, we would call a play at the line of scrimmage or basically an audible uh, to put our offense out of a bad play and into a good play that had a chance of being successful. And it really opened my mind and my eyes to the game of football. And it was a lot more fun to play it that way because the, you know, traditionally quarterbacks are taught, you know, look at number one, look at number two, look at number three, you know, he's not there, come to number four. But this, this was eliminating one and two because you knew he was, they were going to be covered, but, you know, coming right to number three, because that route that number three was running was going to beat the defense that they were going to be in. So you'd be able to hit your fifth step as a quarterback and come up in motion and throw in rhythm because he was very adamant about throwing in rhythm. Quarterbacks, they hit their, their last step and they come, they want to come right through. It'd be very similar to a shortstop feeling the ground ball, knowing he's throwing the first. He feels that ground ball. He takes the hop, step and a jump. And in one fluid, smooth motion, he throws that ball over to first. And nine times out of or ten times out of ten, really, he hits that first baseman right there in, in, in that type of uh, throw. You never see him stop and then try to throw. So it's very important that a quarterback maintains one fluid motion if possible. And the best way in the, to, to be able to do that is to be able to eliminate receivers at the line of scrimmage so you know right where you're going so you can hit your fifth step, come one like, nice fluid motion and be more accurate with the football. Uh, and it, the way that he taught that was just amazing to me and opened my eyes. So if I felt if I could give it back to quarterbacks, the knowledge that I was given, that I would do that. And when I figured out a way to virtually train them, I've had uh, several quarterbacks come through the program and all of them have been very successful within the first couple of weeks of training um, I ask that they send me certain videos to begin with. Um, you know, I've trained with their fathers, uh, high school quarterbacks. I've trained, um, you know, little league quarterbacks, you know, around, you know, 12, 13 years old. And even at that age, just just after one session, you can completely see the difference. You know, I'll look at their three-step drop, their five-step drop, their mechanics, and I and, Virtual QB training really does prepare the mind of the quarterback, but it doesn't neglect the mechanics of the quarterback either. Uh, you know, when a coaches or a trainer is on the field, if they're not filming and going over the, the practice afterwards, you know, and scrutinizing with film, like we all do when we get to that level in college, then they're really only taking advantage of half of the resources that are there because in my opinion, you learn a lot in that classroom. You, when you watch yourself play over and over again, rewind, see where your arm was here, see how the ball was down, see how you came here down, you know, things like that. You can really coach and the kid can watch it over and over and over and over and over again. Um, so when I started to see the results and just after the first, uh, you know, training session for the quarterback, I, I was amazed. I really was because I then said to myself, I think this is actually a better way to train quarterbacks. Um, not that the coaches on the team or the, the trainers that are actually out there are doing anything wrong or, you know, 
uh, that, you know, something that's not up to par. Certainly a lot of successful quarterback coaches and, you know, uh, players out there that have done it the old school way. But if somehow you can combine both, uh, you know, a, a quarterback coach that's there uh, in practice and a virtual quarterback trainer and you get to know the offensive coordinators and the quarterback coaches on the team, which I have, and we all work together. It really does, in my opinion, I would have loved to have uh, someone like me uh, when I was in high school, uh, which I didn't have, you know, I would have, it would have changed because I'm able to tell them things and teach them things and uh, that they may not learn uh, from someone who hasn't really paid, played the position uh, for a long time. And, been around some really great quarterback coaches, you know, in my opinion, some of the greatest of all time quarterback coaches in college football. I mean, uh, those two, John Reeves and, and Mike Kruzak, were uh, pretty two pretty good uh, quarterback coaches to play for in college. Um, so that's what we've been doing. And, and then, you know, of course, the game of football, of American football, is played in 80 different countries these days. So I said, well, I'm not, not going to go nationwide. I'm going to, I'm going to go worldwide and see if, you know, if we can help, you know, anyone who, who wants to play the quarterback position uh, at this point, we are opening it up also to offensive coordinators, because if I can help an offensive coordinator learn this type of system, this type of play, it'll be easier for him to teach his own quarterback how to do it if we all work together. So not only am I training quarterbacks, but I am now also training coaches so that they can coach their players in a little bit uh, different manner instead of the old textbook style quarterback teachings that are, that are, you know, 90 years old. And there are, you know, many, many different ways to play the quarterback position. This is just one way. I'm, I'm not saying it's better than any other way or, um, you know, just it's a, it's a unique way to look at it. It gives the quarterback a lot of control. Uh, it prepares his mind and really focuses on those mechanics because those videos, they can watch over and over and over again. I encourage the parents to record everything that they can, even if it's just warming up. And I'm able to critique it back to them with my own training videos that are designed specifically for that quarterback. It's not a generic video that goes out. This is how you do this, you know, it's actually me coaching the player and uh, in a virtual setting like this, um, reviewing game film with them. I do a lot of game film and practice film. Uh, I will prepare uh, with the quarterback during the week coming up uh, when they're getting ready to play an opponent on Saturday. Uh, we watch uh, game tape of the opponent so that the quarterback is prepared, you know, mentally, he knows what the defense is going to be giving him at the, you know, and he, and he can have a chance of being more successful and using his skills as his athletic skills, you know, to just play freely, uh, you know, when he's out there playing. Wow. Wow. Yeah, d definitely. I can see the mental side. Um, especially and and you like you said videotaping the sessions and trying to control and correct mechanics and footwork and just the, the little small details I could see how you could sweat all those things virtually by watching their film and um, even watching their their game tapes you kind of see their habit really where it's at you're right yeah yeah and it's in this it's the preparation of the opponent going into the game really that 
is essential for them. I know a lot of schools do that, but a lot of schools don't do that. You know, yeah. Found out a lot of times you have a, a you know someone who's never played the quarterback position who happens to be a team dad who's now coaching quarterbacks. He's you know he he doesn't know he comes to me and he's like, hey, can you help me? Um, you know, and things of that nature. So if I can help people, um, you know, get better, and if I can improve uh, quarterback play, uh, and you know, as much as I can help out, I just want to give back and and do that for for the quarterbacks out there. Hundred percent, man. Love what you're doing. Um, I, here's here's a couple of things, man. So when you when you come up with this, when you come up with the plan for a player's development, let's just call it a development plan, right? You come up with a plan, you kind of put this player on the plan. Um, it's all virtual, right? So you can't control the amount of reps he puts in. I mean, you could maybe watch the reps virtually, but you can't really control how much work and how many reps the kid is putting in and how many, all that stuff is up to whomever is. That's right. They yeah. have to implement it. But what I found out is that um, the quarterbacks that I'm working with, they have a desire to play at the next level. And they take it very seriously. So they're they're hardworking kids. Even the even the twelve and thirteen year olds that I work with are already in that dedicated type mind. Um, if if a quarter, first of all, if 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 a, if a twelve or a thirteen or an eight year old or you know a father approaches me, and I don't think the kid should be playing quarterback because the game of football is not to be taken lightly. Uh, you can get seriously injured and or killed, uh, you know, playing this game, and it's happened to many people. So if 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 the game is on, you know, Sunday at one o'clock, and the kid is over there playing Xbox, and he's not watching the game, he probably shouldn't be playing football. And I have no problem telling the dad that the family can make the the ultimate decision, but if I sense that you know this this the uh, quarterback is just not really into it and is kind of going through the motions, then I will let the court, because the last thing I want is for the kid to get out there and get his head, you know, torn off by someone who is watching that game and not playing Xbox, you know, and, and had sl- sleeping with the football at night, or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%, man, because, yeah, no, you're right, because, you know, a lot of parents try to get their kids to play. I want them to play. I want them to play. I want them to play. Boy, you're right. It's such a difficult sport, right? To play and it's it's physical and it's brutal and it's mental. Yes. And and you go through just conditioning it alone, right? You and I can remember those days. So if you don't have that passion to go through all of that and still want to stand there on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, whichever level you're at, right. and play, then look. You might as well not even waste anyone's time because you're right. You you will probably because you're not going to be playing full speed with intensity, right. and if they put you in that field, you could possibly get hurt. Um, you know, so you're you're 100 right, and uh, or maybe the kid isn't ready. Maybe the kid is exactly. 13 and not ready. Maybe in two years they might decide to get ready. At which point they may not play quarterback anymore, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, which is my which is my next question to you is. How early um, could a potential athlete start to play the position of quarterback? Is it is it one of those positions? Because since it's, I know it's the technique, the mechanics, all that. I, I've seen you guys practice; it's no joke. Um, 
Is it something well, they could pick I, up late? I'd be happy to help any any family, any quarterback that 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 approaches me, and I'm able to tell fairly quickly if we have someone here uh, that you know has potential of being a quarterback. You know, obviously they can get older; things can change. I understand that. The main thing I I like to stress uh, with the younger younger kids is that uh, there's there's a they have a tendency to always put a bigger ball in their hand, and what happens when these when these young kids grab a bigger football that's too big for their hand is that they have to comp they have to you know turn their wrist they have to balance it and they they develop a lot of really bad techniques at a young age and it's tough to overcome those techniques when those bad habits when they get older so i always stress to the parent you know first and foremost make sure that the, the, the kid has a ball that he can control that he can get throw and do the right uh, you know, use the right techniques and the right movements. Otherwise, he's just practicing it getting worse. You know what I mean? He's not practicing getting better. He's practicing bad things. And um, I can help them at any age. Um, I didn't play uh, football until my freshman year in high school. My father would not let me because he figured I would get hurt. Um, but the quarterbacks that, that uh, approach me and their families – are mainly in high school or getting ready to go into high school. I do have a couple uh, 12 and 13 year olds who are very coachable at that age. I think 12 and 13 is an age that they can really, um, you know, learn a lot. I think their minds can uh, hold, you know, some information and they can remember it. Uh, they do have that competitive side, as you know, at, you know, at that age, they want to win, they want to do well, they want to be, you know, have that team camaraderie and, and it's, uh, you know, so I guess the answer to your question would be, you know, I would like to see him, you know, at least 12 to 13, I think is a good age, maybe a little younger, depending on the kid, but, uh, 12 to 13 really. Yeah. Do you think, um, you think flag football is a, a good, uh, fun environment pre 12, 13, where they could go out, get to play in a fun environment, learn to catch, throw, do all that fun stuff. And then, you know, if they decide to. No yeah. doubt. For sure. Um, that flag football, especially for a quarterback, because you're able to really focus on reads and defenses and in, in flag football. And even if it's, you know, as simple as, you know, reading the corners, the corner drop, hit the hitch. If the corner jumps the hitch, hit the flag behind it or whatever. Um, you know, things like that, I think, are really great. It's a quick, it's quick. It'll help the quarterback with his footwork and, and decision-making ability, um, and it's all passing. Yeah, you know, it's all passing, so they can really de get developed there. Absolutely, I would recommend that. Uh, yeah, in lieu of tackle football, if possible, really. Yeah, yeah what, what, I mean, yeah, exactly. In lieu of tackle football, what you make a CTE and all that stuff, and and because what's happening now is. Um, a lot of parents pulling their kids out of football, man. Um, you know, you see it a lot across across uh, across the U.S. Um, you know, I think it's serious. Obviously, I've seen I've seen players uh, that I know very well uh, that you know I, I came in as as a freshman in South Carolina with, and I see them now after a 17 year NFL career after college and 17 year NFL career, not the same person. All right. Yeah. And, yeah. And it has had maybe, you know, unlimited, un, I mean, just 17, 18, 30, you know, just numerous concussions 
throughout the career and yeah. very serious. Um, you know, I, I, I've had some concussions in my day. I'm sure you have also. And it's not only just the concussions, but it's, it's when you're moving at that rate of speed and you get tackled, you come down and the last thing that hits, you know, is that head, head yeah, onto the, onto the, the grass or the turf. And, you know, over time that seems to have an effect on people and it obviously does. So it's very serious. I actually, um, I have a son who's 14 years old now. And when he was in eighth grade, uh, up in here, he's, uh, in Alabama. So I go back and forth. Um, they have an eighth grade football team and he, you know, he was on the team. He's a bigger kid. So they had him at D line. But after that spring practice, they had a, a spring practice. I said, listen, because he was one of those kids that was not watching the game when the game was on, maybe a little bit young, but, uh, you know, I said, why don't you take this, the amount of time it's going to take to be a successful football player, still such a low percentage ever make it professional. Correct. You know, spend that time learning medicine or, you know, something of that nature or something that you love and, and have passion for, uh, because I don't want to see you get hurt. And, you know, if, you, if you're not into it, because if you're not 100% focused 100% of the time on that football field, as you said earlier, you're not moving as quickly, you're not running full speed, and that's when you get more likely to get hurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the lower ages, you could probably get away with it if you're bigger, you know what I mean? Because you're dealing with a lot of smaller kids. But you and I know once you step up, yeah. you know, yeah, you start dealing with some killers, <laughs> everything, everything changes, man. Um, you know, changes everything. Um, so probably greatest quarterback in the last, um, I don't know, 10, 20 years, you know, uh, Drew Bledsoe, right? Um, was a six-round draft pick, right? You're sorry, Drew Bledsoe or, or Brady? Sorry, Brady. Yeah, sorry, Brady. Um, six-round draft pick, right? Um, he, he he competed against Bledsoe. That's where that came in. Yeah, he, but he yeah, took yeah. his spot, right? He took his job, yeah. But six-round draft pick, Amazing, isn't it? Right. Yeah. He he doesn't fit the pedigree. He's not the guy that was heralded at Michigan. Um, split time at Michigan, right? He did, he wasn't even the man. Um, what do you think about that in terms of development? In terms of went to this top school, right? <laughs> Struggled to keep a starting job. Gets drafted as a sixth round draft pick as a quarterback. You and I know what happens to those guys, right? And here we are today, right? It's crazy. Here's here's my here's my take on Brady. First of all, in my opinion, he's the greatest of all time. No questions asked. Okay. <laughs> the Michael Jordan of football, uh, you know. And I was I happened to be in '99 after our season there in '99. I went to the I'm from Miami, and I went to the Orange Bowl game, which was Michigan versus the University of Alabama, and. Brady was the quarterback in that Michigan game. And I was coming off the 99 season and I was very uh, critical of my play. And I was always comparing myself to the other quarterbacks that were, at, that were playing. And I would ask myself and I would try to be as honest as I possibly could, um, whether or not I was better than that quarterback. I didn't go talking about it. It was just something I did within myself. 
And a lot of the quarterbacks, I would say, no, I got him, got him, got him, got him. And then I saw Brady play for the first time. I really didn't even really know who he was in that bowl game. And if you go back and watch that bowl game, he plays phenomenal in that bowl game. They beat Alabama in overtime in the Orange Bowl. And I said to myself, crap. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's better than me. All right. And um, even though I finished uh, number 12 in total offense, Brady was 44, but we won't won't worry about that. Uh, (laughs) But but I said to myself, wow, this guy is really good. And the NFL actually said he was too small because he was so he was he was skinny. He was six one one seventy five. You remember me? I was tiny. Yeah, he was, he's six four two fifteen, and they're saying he's too small. You know, um, and, and not athletic enough for it. But um, he's proven, uh, you know, more and time and time again that he's, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. He stays healthy. He eats properly. He takes care of himself. He probably puts more work in than any other quarterback out there in the off season, uh, during the season. Watches film. To, uh, prepares his mind uh and when that when you when you prepare like that uh, day in and day out luck seems to kind of roll your way the ball bounces in your favor uh when when you prepare that way it's just kind of like karma i guess and uh he uh you know blew my mind away in that michigan game in in college and he then uh had the most successful career a quarterback has ever had so. amazing yeah, yeah, truly, truly amazing, man. I, I every time I watch him, I saw him this past season. I, I just shook my head and go, "Wow!" I, I was know. like, "This is unbelievable, man!" Know. Like, you know, you can't get anything better than this. And <clears throat> to your point, what he does is his, uh, you know, when, especially when he was in New England, the cerebral part of the game was just unreal. Right. The relationship with those other offensive weapons, it just you know, it's almost like they had telepathy and they could read each other's minds. Right. You know, it was crazy. So the one thing you said um, in regards to how Kruzak uh, taught you to, to, to play was, you know, if the first two reads are off, you kind of go to the third read and you get into your flow and rhythm and you release the ball, boom, you know, you're going to that particular court receiver. If that receiver is covered, do you check off? Do you have a, a counter? Sure. The, the main the main thing was to recognize the key indicators on the defense. So he would show us a hey, listen, they'd line up the same way pre-snap just about every play, you know, in the first quarter. But if you look at number 44, every time he's a foot over here, they end up dropping into the cover three versus staying in the cover two that they're showing. If he's over here, then they stay in the cover two. So I can only be uh, you know, right on calling plays a certain percentage of the time. I'm not going to be 100% Vic. There are going to be times where I'm going to call a play that I'm thinking they're going to be in cover three, but they're going to come out and they're going to be in cover two and number 44 is going to give it away. So you've got to get me out of that play and get me into a, a play that's going to be to cover two. Because if you run the play that I called, they're going to stop it. You're going to throw a pick. You're going to get sacked. You're going to hold the ball. Something bad's going to happen. So he depended on the quarterback to make sure that you got the offense out of a bad play. It didn't happen all the time, but by doing that, the quarterback comes now up now and he's looking at this defense and he knows what he's doing. All right. And not every time are you going to be able to throw in rhythm. Uh, things happen, you know, in football a thousand, a thousand times a game. So, um, but based on percentages, uh, you know, if you're, if you're doing it this way, your percentages are going to be higher at the end of the day. Uh, you're going to have more completions. You're going to take less hits. 
um, you know, things of that nature. So um, he would make us, you know, get out of a bad play into a good place so that we could, uh, you know, have an opportunity to be successful, you know, and, and have a play that's running against a defense that we know it can beat uh, versus the defense having a play called where we know we're not going to, we can't be because they're going to cover everybody or, you know, somebody's going to come free with a, you know, without uh, enough blockers, you know, something of that nature. So he really made us learn defenses and, um, and it gave us the freedom that required to audible and get, get our team into a good play. Yeah. Now you, you were the kind of guy, you know, where if things went wrong, um, if I remember correctly, um, where if things went wrong in certain plays, you, you used your feet, you know, um, you know, you would, you would, you would scramble, you would run, you would throw out running, you would take off sometimes, you know, you had athleticism, you weren't a pocket passer. Um, so in, in today's football, right. Um, we see a lot of quarterbacks that have, you know, some of them are athletes, right. More than they are these cerebral geniuses, right. Um, what happens in that situation? Like, for instance, virtual QB, you come across a kid. Maybe he's played flag football for quite some time. Could run like the wind. Has a strong arm. Played a little baseball. But mentally, right? The reads, all that stuff. How do you approach that situation? Well, you-, um, you know, there's never anything wrong with a quarterback being able to run. And the game of football is so fast and to have a quarterback that can run is always an asset. The way that I look at it is you, you want to be able to throw first and you want to be able to run in the event something breaks down. I don't really like too much seeing uh, quarterbacks that are, you know, primarily plays are being called for the quarterback to run and do these things, you know, running, I don't like running option. And I know they're great plays and they can be successful. That's not the thing. Yeah. But, you know, I like to see quarterbacks who can throw and their first primary objective is to get rid of that ball, you know, passing the football. But if something breaks down, then they can run and make a big play out of it or get out of a bad play. Uh, so the way that I teach that is that I've learned that, each quarterback is different, obviously, and you can you can teach one quarterback the same way, and that quarterback will understand it and get it. Yeah. You teach the same thing to another quarterback, and that quarterback doesn't quite pick it up. It doesn't mean that the quarterback's dumb or does you know not not doesn't have the ability. It, it it means, in my opinion, that the message isn't being conveyed properly to this particular person. So as a coach, if I can figure out how to convey it differently so that he can understand it just like the other quarterback understood it, then I can help that quarterback learn what he needs to learn mentally to be able to then use his physical athletic ability and can really be a successful quarterback. It's the conveying of the teaching. You you know, you can't teach everybody the same way. So if you have five quarterbacks in a room and you have one coach, you know, coaching the same way and you have five different minds looking at it, all five are going to have a different view of it. Uh, They may think, you know, their mind is a, you know, crazy thing. It'll go 
one way for one quarterback, one way for another quarterback. So if you see that a quarterback's not grasping it, it's not because, come on, Johnny, you got to get this already, you know? Um, convey it a little differently. Make yeah. up a score. Do something. You know, uh, use your own mind to be able to convey it properly so that all of a sudden the quarterback understands and gets it. And now you have a really tremendous threat when you have a mind and an athletic ability, uh, you know, behind, uh, you know, behind center there. Yeah. So kind of work with your personnel, right? Figure okay. out, yeah, the, 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 the strengths and weaknesses of your personnel and say, okay, this guy here, you know, he might be more of a, a pocket passer, has the tools, could get it. This other guy, you know, a lot of coaches don't do that, though, these days. Well, it's not their fault. It's it's the, in my opinion, the game of football, when it's taught at a young level, is taught so basic that unless you've played or been around higher levels of football, you never learn it. You never learn it. I mean, I didn't. I learned things from Kruzak at UCF that I had never learned before in 15 years of playing football, and that was my junior and senior year in college before I learned these things. Yeah. You know, I said to myself, man, if I had known this, you know, when I was a freshman, you know, a sophomore, I'd been that much better. I was at a different, I was at different programs then, but um, Kruzak opened my mind. I knew it from the first day when he started teaching me. I was like, wow, this is this is pretty cool, and uh, and his offenses prove it. I mean, you know, they. they UCF always puts up huge offensive numbers with him. Yeah. In, yeah. So he was there. So uh, you know, I learned from him, and and I'm very thankful um, that I did because it it taught me a way that a lot of them aren't even in the in the NFL aren't playing that way. You watch Peyton Manning come out; he's you know he's changing that play. He's he's recognizing those defenses. He's flipping it back. He's flipping it back again. He's flipping it back. You know, he's, he's and and the before that play clock goes off, he's got a play that's going to beat that defense. And um, and not all quarterbacks play that way. Even in the NFL, they're not taught that way. And so, I figured if I could help people learn it this way and really play it that way, they have a better chance of being successful. Yeah. So if if hypothetically, let's say one of your guys comes into the virtual QB program, works with you, uh, you go ahead and get this player mechanics, fundamentals, technique, footwork, uh, cerebral part, reading defenses. You watch their games. You're like, okay, here's what I think you did wrong. Kid actually improves, right? Makes a lot of improvement going into the season. Kid goes into the season. You're out there on a Friday. Let's say it's a high school kid. You're out there on a Friday to watch the game. But then you notice that this kid is head and shoulders in terms of what he's trying to do way above what his teammates can carry out. You know, that's a possibility, right? That is a very, very, very good possibility. Yes. So what we have to do then is we get the coach, we get the coach involved because it can be very complex and um, it's okay though. It's okay. It's not going to, um affect it's still gonna we're still gonna teach the quarterback that way the proper way however it then has to kind of mesh with what their offense is doing all right so there's that side of the mental game and then there's the critiquing of the game film which doesn't necessarily have to be as technical as i just explained it but 
what I found out is that there are still many, many, many schools out there, high schools that don't have a whole lot of sophistication at the quarterback position. So even just watching game film with the player without going into the depth of changing the play at the line of scrimmage and, um, you know, getting all the, the rest of the team involved still helps that quarterback uh, tremendously. The, the game film and the opponent film during the week, getting ready for the game, have proven to be the most essential uh, sessions or training sessions that the quarterback goes through. The first thing we do is we make sure the mechanics are sound before we move on to anything mental. And there are ways that we teach the quarterback where we can uh, show plays and, you know, show them, you know, the, the different defenses and how they're going to drop. And now here's this key indicator here. But at the end of the day, it has to be based off of the team that they're going to play that week. Right. It can't be a gener general thing. It has to be critiquing the defense that they're about to play that that upcoming week. Um, so by doing that, uh, you help the quarterback and whether or not we ever get into at that age into a situation where the teammates are involved uh, has yet to be seen. But the basic things like how, how to pick up a blitz if they have four wide receivers and a spread offense and they're bringing and they've got five blockers, but the defense is bringing six or they're bringing, they got six blockers, the defense is bringing seven, how to throw the hot read. Okay. Um, you know, and that just involves the quarterback and a slot receiver and we can, and they're smart enough at that point, you know, to be able to execute the hot read and to be able to beat a blitz because, you know, it's, a lot of people don't realize that quarterbacks have to pick up the blitz too. It's not just the blockers. I mean, if they're bringing seven guys and you only have six blockers, it's the quarterback's responsibility to get rid of that ball quickly and to have a sight adjustment with the receiver. So things like that can still be implemented. Um, you know, the bubble screen is another thing that I, that I, you know, in UCF we, we were huge on. I mean, if these, if these outside linebackers are sneaking up towards the line of scrimmage and they're not over the slot receivers, we're going to throw that bubble screen to death and get them out there, you know, to get those linebackers out in front of the receivers. So then we can run the football inside Yeah, things of that nature. So there are, even though there is a, a higher level of sophistication, um, there's still things like that. I just explained that we can still implement at a younger age. Yeah, no doubt. I, the reason why I asked that question is because with your level of sophistication that you're bringing into the game and you're really sharpening, you know, the technique of these players and sharpening their awareness, you know, thinking about that, um, what happens, you know, when the player goes back to his high school or even college, right? And the quarterback coach, if it's in college, or the offensive coordinator if it's in high school, didn't get the same level of training that you've been privileged to get, right? That's a good question, yes. Yeah, and now this kid is saying, well, no, coach, hey, you know, there's a hot read right there. I'm going to take it. Or what was the point of looking at, you know, uh, receiver one and two? They were in this coverage. Those guys aren't doing anything. These right. two guys, and, you know, 
and then what well, I, I know exactly and i've experienced that and i knew that going in and it's it's important that the first and foremost i always explain to the quarterback first that coach is coach and i'm not coach okay so yeah, yeah. If, if there are discrepancies in my style of coaching and your quarterback coach or your head coach then he takes he takes precedence over over me okay so you always do it your, with your team and you always do it your team way and you, and you listen to the way and you do the way that your coach wants you to all right having said that um i also get to know the coach all right okay. and you know yes i'm sure i'm sure there are times where um and i haven't really experienced this yet where I may run into a, an offensive coordinator or a head coach or quarterback coach that wants it done his way or the, or the highway. All right. You know that mm -hmm. there are plenty of them out there like that. Yeah. Uh, in that, in that event, I mean, it's, it's a conversation with the family uh, saying, you know, and with the coach, um, you know, this may not be a, a good fit for, for, for the quarterback at this time, but what happened with one of my uh, high school uh, uh, players is that, we get on conference calls with the coach and I actually help teach the coach and the, and the coach uh, is, is open-minded as, as I am and willing to learn and listen and, and make sense of something, uh, assess the situation and see if that makes sense or if that's just not something he wants. And if it benefits his team, then they can implement it. I try to learn uh, why well, not try, but I do learn the terminologies, the different terminologies of the offense because I may call this uh, Roger, they may call that Randy, you know? Yeah. Um, so I try to learn the uh, the terminology so that when I'm teaching the quarterback, I'm teaching the quarterback his offense and his terminology where he can understand it and doesn't have to transfer it from what I'm saying over to what his high school coaches are saying. So it's all, it's a team effort and to get the coaches involved is a must, especially as you get older. And if you get into a situation where the coaches don't agree with their quarterback having a quarterback coach, then we shake hands and and, and move on. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, you know, I, I I tell people all the time, um, especially when I when I was at UCF, I used to have this debate with regular with regular students. But oh, you football players are dumb. I'm like, no, no, they're not. I'm like, the game is so cerebral. I'm like, what do you mean? You guys just run into each other, right? And I'm like, no. And I, I always put it in perspective, right? You know, from for us on defense, we would just gone through a play. Everyone's breathing hard after contact. We would look to the sideline. You know, uh, Chizik would give a sign, and we would immediately know what everyone's supposed to do. Yeah. That's cerebral. I was just talking about Coach Chizik today, as a matter of fact. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Talking about a fed, you know, amazing football minds. You know that that guy was something else, man. Um, and you know, and I always say to people, listen, imagine running an eighty-yard sprint or a sixty-yard sprint, and while you're breathing hard, walking back, someone gives you a sign that you studied through the whole week, <laughs> and you're meant to go back, and and they go, okay, that that would be difficult. So, a lot of people don't understand when they see the game just how cerebral it is. And I think that's the benefit that you're bringing to the table in that, hey, look, yes, you might be an athlete or yes, you might have a strong arm, but it's a little bit more than that. 
You're exactly right. And and we see it time and time again, tremendous athletes, you know, six, four have yeah. the size, the speed, the ability can throw the ball a hundred yards down the field, but they're not being successful because they're getting back there and they're not sure. And when they're, it's, it's like a game of chess, you know, it's, it's so, uh, you know, my, I always say it's about 75, 80% mental and 20%, you know, athletic ability. Um, because, They've got to know they, that mental part is so crucial that even the best athlete can get back there and not know what to do. And when there's guys like you coming at me or at the quarterback at 100 miles an hour about to run your head off, you don't have exactly a lot of time to, yeah. to make decisions. So uh, it's so important that, you know, that they're taught properly, that the message is conveyed properly so that they when they get back there and they hit their fifth step or seventh step, that they now can let their athletic ability that they naturally have and are so gifted at really play to the best of their ability at that point. Hundred percent, man. Um, the with the coaches, do you how how do you approach the whole situation? Because I, I I recall you said you also work with coaches. Do you create a a curriculum, and at the end of the whole um, period, they they've gone through virtual QB training and. How does the process work? Or I, I thought about doing that, but I couldn't do that because the reason why I couldn't do that is I had to I had to be more uh, hands on. I needed to see what they were doing first and where their knowledge was and and how they were approaching things, and then coach coach it from there. Um, so that's why I don't make uh, videos. Uh, I mean, I do make videos, but I don't. The first thing I do when I see a quarterback is I want to see a three-step drop, a five-step drop, uh, and basically that's it. And a, a three-step drop with the throw left, a, th a three-step drop with the throw right, a five-step left, and a five-step right. And that's where I start them and with the mechanics because I can basically can tell from there. But I don't have a generic approach to it. I have a very uh, critiqued uh, individual type approach to it where I'm looking at them first and I'm seeing what they're doing and then I'm coaching them from there uh, versus having this, you know, textbook way of doing it and whether or not they do it or not, you know, it's up to them. I like to see them first. I like to see what they're doing. I like to see where their minds are at, their knowledge is at, and then coach it from there. And I do it in, in each one is different. Because yeah. it's it's customized for that track <laughs> and it's customized for that football team. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. So you don't try to create this approach that's already set in stone. You're like, okay, every team is different, every individual is different. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and so for for virtual QB, um, clearly you had mentioned the game going global and it continues to grow. Uh, football continues to grow every year. Um, it's big in Germany, um, you know, and, and a lot of, is that where you see, um, this platform going and, and is that something you'd be interested in? Well, um, yes and no, because as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, it's very time consuming. And even what I'm doing now is, is, uh, you know, with the, with the players that I have is still very time consuming to to be done right to make sure that they're getting what they pay for to make sure that i'm teaching them properly and that they're learning and that they're getting it and that they're improving 
and watching game films. If I'm going to watch a, a game film with a quarterback, I watch it first by myself. And then I can watch it with the quarterback or I can record, you know, something like this as I watch it and the quarterback can then have a recording of me critiquing the, the game film. Yeah. Um, so it's very time consuming. So, you know, there's a couple of ways to, to look at it. You could, I could expand and be, you know, and hopefully be big and, and help, you know, numerous quarterbacks, or I could keep it small and just have maybe five quarterbacks a year or 10 quarterbacks a year, you know, something of that nature. Um, you know, opening it up, uh, you know, I did some, some interviews in Brazil and, um, you know, they're, they're, they're playing American football pretty, pretty heavily over there in Brazil now. Yeah. Um, but really, I think as I see it unfold, I'm just one guy and there's only so many hours in a day. I would like to have maybe five to 10 quarterbacks every single year where I'm helping those five to 10 individuals get better. And, you know, those are five to 10 individuals that never would have met me had I not started it. And if I can help them every year, you know, uh, different players come in as, as they go through the program, then I think that's what I, I see happening here. Yeah. Now, and, th and that's why I asked the question, because I think what you're providing is so specialized, right? right. Um, it's, it's, it's tried, it's tested. It comes from some of the greatest minds that, that, that have played the game and coached the game. You know, it's, it's almost like a solutions provider, right? So if, and, you know, you see the situations a lot of times where someone is having an issue or a player or an athlete having an issue somewhere and they're like, hey, listen, there's a guy in Florida you need to go see. Now, you might have to spend X amount of weeks down there, but you need to go see him, you know, exactly. and, and, and I could see that happening um, as the players you work with uh, continue to gain success um, and people start to see the difference and you continue to work with these guys that like, you, like we talked about, have the ability, but not the mental aspect and you just sharpen their tools. Um, right. I can see that happening easily. Um, at the same time, you know, I love the game of football and I love the quarterback position. I mean, I'll throw the football all day, every day, if you'd let me. And if I had somebody to catch it, throw it back. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it keeps me around the game also. And, yeah. um, and if I can help quarterbacks, if I can help one quarterback, you know, it'd be worth it. And, uh, and we've already helped, uh, you know, a few. So, um, it's, it's been, it's been extremely rewarding. Um, I didn't see it coming. Um, I didn't have any plans of doing this. Uh, you know, as I mentioned to you uh, off the camera, I was, you know, I'm a financial advisor also, and I, I have a independent, uh, uh, business, uh, for the last 15 years and the quarterback, uh, training is a lot of fun for me. Yeah. A lot of fun. And to be able to do it where you don't have to worry about bus rides and plane, uh, tickets and, you know, getting the uh, team dinner set and all that, you know, hiring and firing and coaches and, and different things that come along with it. it allows me to work with a quarterback that, you know, I have a quarterback in Idaho whom I've never wow. met personally, but I, I, I talk with his father and his, you know, and the quarterback, uh, you know, fairly regularly um, during the season. I offer, you know, they get a, you know, an hour because when I was in high school, I, my 10th grade year, I was struggling. I was coming into a new system at Miami high and there was a, a quarterback ahead of me that was two years older named Wilkie Perez. And 
he was, you know, going off to West Virginia to play uh, for the Mountaineers. And uh, I was struggling a little bit in the spring practice and he, he came up to me and he, and he talked to me and just the ability to be able to talk to another quarterback who's been there uh, versus my dad or, you know, my coach or whomever, um, the, ability, the ability to talk to another quarterback was so, I want to say life-changing, but, but it was really extremely helpful um, to relate to someone that played the quarterback position. So not only are they going to prepare their minds, but they're going to have that other quarterback in me to be able to come to with anything, really. Um, what, do you, what, you know, why are you struggling? You know, you know, what's going on in your head? Uh, you know, what, what are you thinking as you're going to practice and this and that, things like that, just to bounce off once a week with, um, proved to me to be, uh, you know, priceless. No, no. And that's, and that's for every position. Vic. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I can relate to that as well. I mean, um, and unfortunately what happens in football is a lot of your teammates aren't that supportive, right? When you're right. going through a hard time. Um, but you, yeah, <laughs> but you do have a few guys that kind of say, "Hey, listen, don't worry about it. Here's what you need to do," you know, and and that helps a great deal, um, especially for a young kid, and it helps confidence. And and listen, you never know that could build up something where that particular kid could use that experience to deal with challenges in the future in life. Okay. Um, yeah, so those those so. You know what you're doing is um is so cool and that's why when i saw it i was like yo this is, this is good stuff vic you know and um and i immediately i immediately saw it and recognized that hey there could be kids right now looking at this saying yeah right i need you know i know where to go to sharpen my skills so um hey listen brother it's great having you on thank you so much we've Pretty much yeah, done it. It's it's been great catching up with you. Stay in touch, and um, I wish you a lot of luck with your with this. And um, if you ever have any questions, any time at all, you you got my number. Just let me know, and I'd be happy, more than happy to help you any way that I can. Yeah, my man, appreciate yes, it, man. All, all right, right. Bob. Take care. Right. Yeah. Bye.